This phone, okay. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the At Least We Talked About It podcast. We are your, your hosts today. We have two standing. <laughs> One, um... One has been over the toilet, I guess. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, it's... So, we wish Teresa well. We hope she... <laughs> Sorry, you guys can't see anything today there we because... Okay. We couldn't yeah, figure out here, the camera. I'm um, technician. Yeah, he's adjusting on top of the can of Pringles. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if we had camera today, you could see it on YouTube maybe that we are, our setup is literally today a voice memo app <laughs> and on top of a can of Pringles. I'm just saying, you know, we, we are that avant-garde. We are just pushing the boundaries of <laughs> oh podcasting, but yeah. So yeah, today is just uh natalie and simone and Teresa is out sick and last week simone was out sick so we're trying we're hanging in there hey we're still pushing through <laughs> natalie you know you've just been on it consistent so we're counting on natalie. i haven't i haven't got sick yet exactly <laughs> so you cannot i can't get i want to get a phone call next week you know like yeah, I'm sick thursday now. <laughs> through the morning exactly oh my gosh yeah so we're still standing so we're really happy about that so yeah, we didn't make an episode last week, but Simone, with her group, had a big event on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so we kind of did do something yeah. last week, sort of. Yeah. That, yeah. And you Natalie tell, was there. talk about it? Yeah, so, last, so on Saturday we were at um, this art gallery called the Brickhouse Art Gallery in Sacramento, and we actually held our an event there through my organization, SAC Poetry. It was called Finding the Muse Ick Within... And it was really cool because the whole point of the whole event was to look at ways that we can use poetry to, first of all, ways that we can actually find the poet within and ways that we can cultivate poetry. And then how we can use poetry as a way to um, self-heal, the way that we use poetry and writing to create an identity for ourselves. And we had one lady come out, um, Leah Savage. One day maybe we'll get her on the, po- on the oh, podcast. Yeah. She's wonderful. Um, a great friend of mine and she is she's a local author she actually has a book called married to love which i encourage everybody to get she's just a a gifted person a gifted human being a gifted thinker and writer and she and you were there for her workshop yeah i really liked it yeah do you want to talk about her workshop i don't want to do all the talk oh yeah I'll tell, I'll say my piece after. Oh, okay, gotcha. I don't want to hoard the mic. But (laughs) she, she's very um, into self-care and she's very much so into, to self-healing and very much so into ways that we can be restored as individuals and we can be restored as families and communities. And so she had a really good writing exercise that allowed people to sort of reflect on their past and then kind of put themselves in the present and then kind of move towards the future in a way that kind of united all three and allowed the writer to kind of advance himself, advance herself in a way that kind of took took into consideration the past and puts themselves in the present, but kind of allowed them to sort of have this well-rounded, complete experience where there is transparency, there is honesty, but there is also movement forward. So if there's something in the past that was, they want to sort of separate themselves from, or maybe even connect with something, which a lot of people have issues with. I think the past is really what keeps people from moving forward. And so we have that past element that she was able to incorporate where people are like, okay, where she was like, um, you know, make a statement about, you know, your past self, talk to your past self, put yourself in the past. 
which is not easy to do. I don't, I mean, I, it's hard for me to do. I think it's hard for a lot of people to do. And then sort of put yourself in the present, you know, make a creative statement. And one thing she said that was really important was I am. When you say I am, that is a creative statement. So sort of create yourself in the present and then create yourself, identify with, put yourself in the future. And then what she had everybody do was, was um, with each of those statements, the past, present, and future statement, connect all three. So sort of fill in those blanks between the past and the present, and the present and the future. And then maybe even the future and, and the past or whatnot, but kind of make it all come together in one kind of cohesive thing, the poem. And so it was really nice when we had people share their poems and I think it was, you know, I think people had said it was a very kind of purging experience, like cathar catharsis, you know, here is another term that people used. Um, it was definitely, it was kind of cleansing. I mean, it was very uplifting, but it was very honest. It was a very honest, honest experience once you actually did the exercise and kind of put it all together. And so she did a beautiful job with that. We had a, a local musician, Chris Jones, come out and he had an interesting presentation where, you know, we looked at poetry and music. And he went through some songs and kind of did different activities where, you know, we had to sort of identify, okay, is this a poem? Is this a, you know, are these just song lyrics? And surprisingly enough, all the works that we thought were actually poems were songs. But it was really interesting to see how poetry and music are very much so alike. They're different, but they're also very much so alike. And consider ways that we might approach um, songwriting versus writing poetry, but sort of finding the music within in that sense, sort of finding the music in ourselves through the language of poetry, through the language of, of music. So it was it was a really good presentation. Chris is a local, um, maybe he'll come on the show one day. Yay. He's a <laughs> songwriter. Um, he's, he's a really talented musician, good friend of mine, um, all the way back to high school, which was a very mm -hmm. long time ago. Um, oh, you guys but, look so young, both of you. Wow. Oh, oh, thank you. I mean, you know, I don't know what to say about that. But. <laughs> Yeah, we're class, well, actually, Chris, did Chris graduate the same class as me? I think, yeah, we were in 2000, I know it was 2001. I think Chris was 2001. He might have been 2002, but okay. we pretty much graduated together. Wow. Yeah, long, yeah, long, <laughs> way back a ways. And so, yeah, so thank God for Facebook. I was able actually to uh, connect with him. He came up on my Facebook feed um, a few years ago. And so he's come out to, this is our second event that he's come out to and participated in. So really appreciate him. Really talented guy. And then we had um, Sue Daly come out. She's also a local poet. Sue does a lot in the poetry community. I know she works with the wellness. Uh, what is it called? The wellness. Uh, it's a women's right center. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm gonna get the words mixed up. But she works with a, a women's group and leads writing workshops there. She's with the Sacramento Poetry Center. She is... <laughs> Wellspring. I was thinking, okay, I was like, is it wellness or is it Wellspring? Wellspring uh, Women's Writing Group. That's in Sacramento. Um, I know she leads their workshops. She's just a, an active poet, an active uh, artist in the community. And so we were able to have her come out and she did a really cool, she, I mean, she put together this whole packet with just like writing prompts, um, exercises, calendars. calendars, just information about upcoming poetry events in the area, which Ooh, is really nice. She had a really good poem in there, like. She had, yeah, she's, she's got some poems in here. It was just pretty much like a poetry packet. Mm -hmm. And she had us go through exercises and whatnot during the class and um, during the workshop and had us, if we wanted to read our poems out loud, but you would have to kind of see some of the stuff she has, but just poem writing tips, lyric writing versus poetry. Um, like I said, she's, she has different prompts in here, poetry is self-care. 
just all different kinds of resources that people can use if they're interested in oh, writing yeah, in new they ways. All, yeah, yeah. Like, that was really cool how she showed us like where you could submit your poetry and everything too. Exactly. Yeah, this is, yeah, Sue is, is just the bomb. If you uh, follow our poetry's, poetry organization's Instagram page, Poetry in Sack, I'm going to probably post some pictures of some of the materials that she had in her packet yeah just so people can see um but really really good stuff so she she did her thing it was extremely informative very insightful it was just a very casual kind of experience so it was it was a wonderful event the brick house is a a wonderful gallery in sacramento barbara does a really good job running it there's an artist there now who she told me is is an 80 year old artist his work is being displayed right now it's on exhibit at her gallery and this is i think the first time he's ever exhibited his work oh my goodness yeah, and he's got oil, yeah, oil paintings. Yeah, amazing. And I, I just say you can never. You're always. There's never a reason to just not. Yeah, I got goosebumps when you said that. I don't know. Yeah, why. I was like eighty, and you're like first 80 art years old. Like wow, 80. like really, you could yeah. do stuff. Like you're never too old. You never. We too always old. feel like that. We always feel like oh, we are, like when we're twenty, time, we're like, like oh, we're too old. When we're thirty, yeah. oh, we're too old. When we're 40, <laughs> oh, we're too old. It's just like by the time you realize you want to do something, so it's like oh, I'm too old to do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just like. Sure, if you say so. And that's the time, you know, I guess people say when you get older, you get kind of, you care less about what people think about you, kind of. I think so. I, I would hope so by the time you get yeah. to be <laughs> older, however you want to define that. Yeah. I, I would definitely hope so. So, yeah, it was a great event. Um, more, you can get more information about our poetry organization. Um, SackPoetry.com. Easy enough. Yeah, you got yeah. that. And Natalie was there. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, went, I came a little late, so I missed, what's the guy? Chris, yeah, he's the first guy. I yeah. missed Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I saw a little bit of his, but then I was there for Leah's and Sue's. Right. And then yeah. Sean, we had one more um, presenter. He wasn't able to show up. He had a family emergency. But Sean yeah. Parker, local, he's rapper, artist, influencer. He's got a podcast called Free Game Ooh, Podcast. We about podcast. <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah. Sean, he is my cousin. Um, oh, he's really? Not, I know. I know you know. I've got talented family, but yeah, Sean is my cousin. But he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's definitely somebody we would want on the podcast, and we should probably <laughs> collaborate with Sean. Um, this because actually that's what he does. Can you tell him you have a podcast yet? No, Are I you haven't told it? anybody. It's oh, embarrassing. I'm just kidding. No, I just you know what I have so even just spoke uh, focus. There's been so much going on on the event, probably, huh? Huh? You probably were focused on the event. I so was. There's always just something. You can't else process to focus everything's on. going on. I know. But I know. I need to set aside some time. I will let him know, but he's somebody else that I need to. We could, I actually asked him to come out to sack poetry maybe like in July or so to do oh, like a presentation. Yeah. But absolutely, we we should connect with him. We should have yeah. him on. Um, it'd be yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And I met a girl at the event. Oh yeah, and she has yeah. her own podcast. I Everyone's know, got podcasts now. Podcast. Like. I know. So we're gonna have some cool collaboration. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have some really cool, cool collaborations yeah. on our uh, podcast, guys. I I'm know. excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. We had a little bit of a dip there, and right now we're pulling through. <laughs> but we're gonna be coming at you with collaborations, exciting stuff. Oh, you will not know what hits you. Yeah. Speaking, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're just doing the spirit of keep moving on, just trudging right. forward. Right. Because you took some pictures right at the event, Natalie, I that took we can video share. Or... And oh, pictures. oh, you took some video too. Yeah, okay, and cool. either Teresa will edit it, I will edit it, or the girl I met at the okay. event said she wanted to edit it because she's a big YouTuber too. She has oh, a lot of subs wow. and everything. So I was like, she okay. said she would edit it. She's like, I want to edit it if you want me to. I was like, okay. Oh, so I just goodness. need to like connect with her and everything. I have the camera now, so maybe. Oh, oh, Teresa, wow. she's okay. Because Teresa is 
sick, sick, sick. Like she got sick and I said it today. Her, what I happened? asked her. She threw up this morning. Yeah, I, well, I saw her. that. Yeah, that. Then text. I said, "Are you gonna feel any better? You think or no?" By like twelve, and she said, "I'm just getting sicker. I think I have the flu." And I was like, "Oh man, Poor that's the worst." That's like awful. I hate that one. Like you get sick and they okay, and it's not like it just goes over. It's like you get sicker and sicker. Just and you're like, you lingers and down. just progresses. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you stay away from me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm no, like, Teresa can see. We love Teresa, but she yeah. needs to take care of herself. Yeah, that's part of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, we're going to try to see how long we can sit in this room. We're yeah, in the study room at Sac State. It is right now uh, 1.51, and we have this room booked till 2. I have to change the booking of this room. But yeah, yeah our podcast is <laughs> hanging on in there, you know? <laughs> Had a well, rough we can keep day. on top of the poetry. I mean, poetry yeah, month, national poetry too. month. It was April, and we like didn't yeah. get a touch on that um, national poetry month. Right. We we covered a little conspiracy. We covered what was our very first. Our podcast? very first podcast was an introduction. Fame and money. I remember we kind of talked yeah. about success. And Teresa all that said like because we ended up just talking. Right. So Teresa just labeled that as it because that was pretty much what we talked about. Second yeah. podcast. Yeah. It was about we actually do topics in our podcast. It's interesting. Right. I've seen other podcasters and watching it, and they're just they do not want to do topics. They just talk. That, and that's also possible. I mean, I like. I never thought about topic, that. But yeah, you could. Like, you I've been just... always put so much pressure on myself. I need a topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, if it's something where I feel like I need to know some information ahead of time, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, no, you could just be cool with it. But yeah, National Poetry Month that was wonderful. We actually um, had two events, and so before the one on Saturday, we had one two weeks before that, which is our Flocial for Sac Poetry, and so that was a really good event, um, which is basically an open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really a blessing. We had about probably eight or nine people come out and share, and we had poetry, you know, different age groups. We had, um, you know, a lady come out, she did, like, sign language. Oh, know, wow. Which, which, which is really oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it was I really nice. She did it to song. Yeah, it was really beautiful to, to a song. And it was just a really creative, creative event. The whole purpose of it was to give people the opportunity to speak, to give people the opportunity to have a platform. I think that's really important, and, and more importantly, community. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is, is the biggest part of all this, is just community. That's why I, I try to encourage people to do. I think, as a poet, to me, poetry started off as, and still is, but even in its origins, it's a communal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it involves memorizing information, you know, and the oral tradition, and presenting information to people from generation to generation, but there's always a a, a communal, a community, familial, collective aspect to it, even in its origins. And so it's important not to lose sight of that. And so to me, that's poetry that's most beautiful, that's most fulfilling, is when it's a shared experience. And so that was sort of the, the whole point of the flow show. Every time we flow show, like F-L-O-C-I-A-L, which is basically like a, a flow, let it flow, social, flow show. Um, but that was the whole point of that event in all of our open mics, is to, to have that creative experience as a community. Mm-hmm. And so, as poets, I don't know if anybody out there writes poetry or is interested in poetry. Or I hope so. Whatnot. You're listening to our podcast. <laughs> I know. I hope you have a little bit of interest in poetry. I just encourage you to just try to expand your ideas of what poetry can be. I know we have perceptions of poetry. Like, right now, we're on a college campus, and so, yeah. you know, you think of the academic approach to poetry, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely a valid one. But, you know, poetry is just a way to something. It's a way of paying attention to the world. And, you know, even if you don't consider yourself a writer, per se, you don't like writing, I don't like writing necessarily, that doesn't mean you're not a poet. And I think a poetry, first of all, just starts in your mindscape, the landscape of your thinking. 
and you, you take it from there. And so start with that. Start with details. Just start with just observing. Just start with being aware that you're aware. You know, those are poetry starts with caring about things. You know, there's something that, you know, even if you're, you consider yourself an apathetic person, you consider yourself somebody who's not deep, what, it doesn't really make a difference. You're a human being. You have emotions. There are things that work within you. And poetry really helps you identify those things that are working within you and then puts it into whatever language is best, whatever language you have the faith to use. And so I encourage you, you know, go with that. To go with that, just kind of erase all the images you have of poetry in your mind. Just get rid of those <laughs> if you can. Don't, you know, it's it's poetry just very basic. It's deep, but it's also very basic. And see where it takes you. Just just see where it takes you. Just take risks. Take risks in how you think about the world. And you're pretty much at poetry. Go with your gut. Go with what's in your heart. You know, and that sounds corny, but truly what's in your heart is it's very unique. I mean, everybody has a very unique, everybody has is a unique soul. And so that's where poetry really gets, that's the engine of poetry is, is that, that individuality, that individual approach to life, to thinking, to what makes you laugh, to makes you upset, to what keeps you going, to what makes you stop. Poetry's in all those details, Yeah. you know, so, so that's kind of, you know, what I really want to say about, since we are, you know, at, well, Poetry Month is done, so we're not at the end of <laughs> National Poetry Month. But it was there. <laughs> but it was there. It was there. It was wonderful. To me, every day is National Poetry Day. Every month is National Poetry Month, so I don't really get too worked up about it when it's April and it's National Poetry Month, because this is just my life. It's just, mm. I do have poetry, yeah. you know? But um, but yeah, it's 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 poetry truly is a gift, and don't let anybody try to make you feel like you, you, you're not capable of it, that it's not... For you, absolutely, it is for you. You just been told the wrong things about it. Yes. <laughs> I like it because you can be anything, and you can still be a poet. You can be a poet, I, and I think people are by nature poets. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think again, going back to the origins of poetry, it's it just it's a very perfunctory kind of fundamental thing. You know, it's, it start off as just I think being just a sort of a mnemonic device where it's just a way to memorize things. It's yeah. a way to, you know, poetry allows you to do very basic, essential things, things that aren't really deep, very easily. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, very it's so practical. easy to connect and yeah. understand and on a human level so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I chose it for my anthropology project because mm -hmm. I don't have much time to get familiar. And like they say, like in anthropology, if you're doing research, you want to like, because you're working with people, you want to mm -hmm. get familiar with them mm -hmm. and get them warmed up to you. But mm -hmm. poetry is like this mm -hmm. instant thing. It is. Like it you really get is. to know like this inner part of that person and you're just like, oh, right. okay, I connect with that. Absolutely. And that's the, and that's the whole point is that connection, I think. You know, that's, it's that, it just goes back to the whole community aspect of it. I mean, that to me, that's where it clicks. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's where poetry has been the most meaning meaningful is when I have an event or something like I told you before for your project and people are like, oh, I've never done an open mic before or I haven't done an open mic in a while or I've never shared or it's the first time I share this particular poem or some something to me, that's the fulfillment of it all. Yeah. You know, it's just you pass it on. You're constantly planting, se planting seeds and things grow from that. That to me is just the fulfillment, is, yeah. is that growth, is just that progression, is just that blossoming. That's the part of it I really I enjoy writing poetry. Yeah. But to me, the fulfillment of it though is is Ooh, that like community. That. Yeah. Yeah. I really felt that on uh, 
Saturday, right? Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was saying, like, oh, whatever. Like, Can't believe we on Thursday. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, Sorry, wow. Because it feels like it was just yesterday I had that event, and now yeah. we're like, Thursday. Yeah. That is just so bizarre to me. I feel like I just saw you yesterday. Weeks go by so fast right now. Oh, I think amazing. it's because it's the part of the year where everyone's, like, progressing and trying to get to yeah. summer. I Summer makes things happen very quickly, I think. Yeah, it does. Just, like, things are just... We're in May. Yeah. You know, people say oh there's goodness. this, like, theory. I don't know if it's true or not. It's, it's probably true. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> moving faster. Like, and everyone's feeling it. But everyone always says that. But it, there's this theory that time is actually, like in I space is moving faster or something like I that. I completely believe I was like, that. hmm, because it does feel weird. Like, I remember just like, but maybe it's just my bad no, planning. <laughs> maybe I'm not planning my days out but so I see like it. But it seems like time goes fast. It just goes so That's fast. That's what I'm saying. I think this is, it goes like by like, I can't believe we're in May. But also time goes by fast when you're enjoying things. That's true. Because when you're not enjoying things, like when you're at the if you're at a job you hate, right? You're staring at that clock. Are <laughs> you in class or something? You're just waiting for time to tick. It can't move any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cannot move any slower. It yeah. Is, so I guess impossible. it's it's kind of. <laughs> I guess if you're like trying to do things and you're exciting and it's just like you're on a roll, it's kind of right, really fast and right, you're like, oh, right, right. I see you no. Know. Exactly. And it's hard to like remember to stay in that experience. Oh, that's true. That's, that's what so I'm trying true. to focus on right now, and I've been because I'm like winding up college. And I'm just like, wow, I'm really having a good experience. Like, right, this is right, really right. nice. So, poetry events, I'm like, wow, this is like cool. Like, I'm mm-hmm, doing this. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, yeah. And then on Saturday, I really did feel that community. I was like, wow. Yeah. It was a different kind of community feeling because mm-hmm. it was like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it was more like an intimate setting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, other poetry events I've gone to, there's so many people, and it's, like, right, it's kind of overwhelming. Right, right, and it's still right. kind of intimate, but it's sort of like, I don't know who to talk to. Right, and that's what I kind of like about these events is that they're always intimate. I think that's the key word, Natalie, is that they're intimate, the person. I like the feeling like I can introduce myself to each person. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can at least You did do that, didn't minute. you? I remember, I, do I that. saw you do that. I, I was like, okay, <laughs> she has... Next podcast, we'll talk about interpersonal skills because Simone yeah. is a master. She was well, all over the place. I was like, oh gosh. She makes you feel like appreciate. Simone's good at that stuff. Well, I appreciate people and I appreciate, like I tell them, I appreciate your time. Like, events on a Saturday, I have all my events on Saturdays. There's a lot to do on Saturdays. Yeah. So that you would come to a poetry event for, that day it was three hours because the yeah. workshop is, you know, almost an hour. So, I mean, that's, I appreciate that. You know, yeah. I appreciate that. And so I want people to know, like, they're, they're a valued member of the community. They're a valued person, and we, I value their presence at the event. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's what probably keeps them coming back too. Because yeah. when you feel that, it's that connection and that, like, oh wow, someone. Because it's sort of weird, but like, you think that like, in like life, people are just like appreciating your presence and things. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like the way the world works now, where mm-hmm. it's like, jobs and things and college and stuff, like mm-hmm. it really doesn't feel like it would mean that much if right. like, you weren't there. And that's what right. I think applies to a lot of mental health stuff. Sure. And it's like kind of feeling like, oh, I'm just like a consumer kind of. Yeah, I know what this. you're saying. And then I when they it. talk like that sort of in these like classes I'm in sometimes, like mm-hmm. the way they talk about it mm-hmm. too, is like, it makes you really depressed really fast. It's Cause you're like, oh, it's trouble. really hard to find that organic, mm-hmm. like really genuine kind of connection and right. community and right. experience. Right. And that's like poetry. It's like, I'm like, I had a hunch when I decided like, oh, I had this project. Mm-hmm. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I can do it on anything. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to do it on this because I'm lacking this kind of like connection mm-hmm. or this experience. Mm-hmm. And like instantly, like people are just mm-hmm. 
so like welcoming i feel like mm-hmm. not everybody but mm-hmm. you certainly meet a lot of people that are because they're yeah. like, walking yeah. in there with the same kind of want that you have right to connect and experience and express mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and like Definitely. um yeah <laughs> so no, it's really good what you're what doing you're yeah i appreciate that yeah and I, I completely hear what you're saying i don't want anybody feeling alienated and i think sometimes people go into a post or any type of event really i mean any large event i don't think there's any intentionality with her or anything like that or this is something that's deliberate but i think you know sometimes when it's very like you said a really large crowd or there's a certain environment you know although poetry there is a poetry community there's still i think doesn't mean that everybody's going to feel okay in every single space within that community and so one thing i've tried to really embrace is okay having events that kids can come to you know, although, you know, some of them, some of the content could be mature, you know, but yeah. by and large, something that kids can come to. So parents, if they are coming on a Saturday. Child care. Right, exactly. You know, something that I, I know, you know, we have elderly people come out to oh, our yeah. events, you know. Um, and that's one of the reasons I like having them at the libraries because that's kind of like a safe place. Like, yeah. I'm not asking them to come all the way downtown and, yeah. you know, some hipster area where yeah. there's going to be a... <laughs> A lot of activity. Like, where is or, this? Where are we going? That could right, just scare people away. Parking. Exactly. <laughs> so fast. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so it's 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 a comfortable space. Yeah. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's easy to get to. No, I just I, came, I just thought alive. of a really funny story about that. Like, my dad, like, I was trying to get him to go to this restaurant in Midtown, and like, he walked in and saw that the menu was written on a chalkboard, and he was like, "Oh no!" And he just walked out. I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was like too history for him. He was like, "I can't." Right. That's what I'm I was saying. like, "Oh my god!" I was Christine, like, "Really?" I was like, "They have good food here." <laughs> I think I might have ended up getting him. That was That's like funny. back when I used to love to eat meat, and it was like a barbecue place. Oh, for real? Oh, it's called. See, that would have stopped me though, because I love barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. Now I don't eat meat, so I don't know if I would take it. <laughs> now we take. I take it to vegan places now, so. so oh, yeah. there, not, or, or, or there's some vegan places um, in the area that mm-hmm. you can recommend, or. If, there's this one I like in Midtown, and it's like upstairs above this other one. I need to look it up for the next podcast. Okay. But yeah, I went there. It was so cute. It's like above this other restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to go up these stairs to get there. And like mm-hmm. it's hidden and you don't really know unless you read the reviews. And you're like, oh, that's where it is. And you go upstairs and it's all decorated with like artwork, like Sacramento artwork. Kind of like the Brickhouse Art Gallery. Oh, and it's like, okay. And you don't know the name of it though? No, I can't remember. But it was really This is good. like a tease. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of good food there too. Yeah, I'll remember for next yeah, time. Okay. Done. Yeah, it was so good. Mm, um, I'm getting really hungry. Yeah, and also Thai foods usually always vegan, so I like I any Thai. Thai. We have to do one... like a podcast at a Thai restaurant. Dude, let's do it. Totally There's one do. I know. Uh, Matt and I just went with my mom. I really liked it. It was authentic. It was like it's an Arden. It's um, across the street from the How About Arden parking lot. It's in that parking lot with the Arigato Sushi. I don't know the name of the Thai place. Matt's why. <laughs> Something Thai. Okay, I don't remember. We should no go there because that place is nice and the the food was. Was it bomb? It was pretty bomb, good. Yeah. You like Thai food? Good. Girl, I we're, love Thai food. We're, we're best Thai food now. <laughs> twice a week. Yeah. Because I, I know a lot of people don't like Thai food. Like, um. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't understand like why people wouldn't like certain foods. Genres. Just, it's like yeah, there's always it's, something it's, it's, it's in the genre food. you could try. Oh, <laughs> like at like, least. Food is food. It's just like. Oh my gosh. It's food. A chicken is a chicken. Uh, onion yeah. is an onion. Matt <laughs> got me today though because I was talking. That's my boyfriend. I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, a lot of cultures are like really central on me. And I was saying yeah. that thinking about like Mexican culture, like tacos, like if you were yeah. vegan and you're Mexican, yeah. like how would, how would that be hard? Mm-hmm. And like not tacos, but you know, like a lot of food. They have a lot of beans and rice. Uh, yeah, you know. they have yeah. like obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why. I was just thinking like at celebrations or something. Yeah, there's always hard. like meat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he looks at me and says American. Yeah. 
And like, wait, American is really big on meat. Like, I didn't even like oh, process. That's our, yeah, no, American <laughs> like, culture. Like, that's like our, our bread and butter and what, is actually meat. Yeah, yeah, and that's what anthropology says. Is you make the strange familiar and the familiar strange. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly, exactly what it is, like, culturally. I'm like, wow, I'm yeah. stupid. Like, yeah, duh. No, like, America's really big on meat. It's an industry. It's a... Uh, it's it's like a god. Like meat is is. Yeah. It's, I mean, like the commercials. Do they still have like beef? It's what's for dinner. Like they still have those commercials. Um, there actually used to be a no, commercial. No, but like I was in the store the other day, like my nice store because that's where I like to shop. And they're like, oh, remember, like a voiceover. They have it playing. Oh, remember, like between songs. Uh, to grab your gallon of milk on the way out the door, and it's just like, right. hmm. it's yeah, just weird just, how they like push it on you. It, absolutely, it's so that's weird, it's like so subtle. And I'm like, what's going on? But you know, but that's how power works. Like you don't even realize it's operating, and you're just yeah. making decisions based on what like, it's oh, telling yeah, you. Like, oh yeah, you grab milk, and you're just, right. gonna, and you're just like, okay. Yeah, and then you see it on TV. Like the messages are everywhere. So you see it on TV. You hear it in school. You hear it on the intercom. You see it on a billboard. You see it in a magazine. You hear it in conversation. Oh my god, did it's you hear about um, this like conspiracy? Not conspiracy, but Twitter started blowing up on it. You know that um, Chinese, um, I think it's Chinese um, musical called Shen Yun or something? Oh, yeah. So apparently, like, its advertisement is so heavily, like, pushed that, like, people started taking pictures of where they found the advertisements just to show how crazy it was. And some people say, I live in this little tiny rural, rural town, mm-hmm. like, in Canada or something like that, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of nowhere, at my school or my workplace or in the bathroom, like, mm-hmm. there's an advertisement. For like Shen Yun, like in the, the bathroom. Yeah, people said like all these really <laughs> weird, like very like tiny places. Like, how does this have such a far reach? Like this right, little, right. and it just it's like it's so apparent. I think because it's like a musical, but also it was just so weird, like how it was so advertised and like everywhere in these little tiny places in the middle of nowhere. So what do they think is happening? Like I don't know. People are of... saying like it's like a cult actually. Like the oh, really? the ongoings within it, it's like a cult for some reason. Like the person who started it and like the way they treat oh, everyone. Be... Oh, okay. And who's oh, who are in it? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah, I went to one performance of it. Oh, really? I never. Yeah, gone. like two years ago. So yeah, the friend of mine, he's a huge fan of it. So he oh. took me to go see it, and it was it was definitely um, it was a very good production. I'll just be honest okay. with you. I was. Kind of mesmerized. I mean, it was just. Wow. <laughs> it had such a vibrancy to it. Was it kind of like Circa de, was Circa de Soul, or was it just like Las Vegas, or was it something pretty different? It, I, I mean, it wasn't like. I don't recall it being. Mind you, I was congested and, and all that <laughs> other type of stuff, but I don't remember it being like Las Vegas y yeah. per se, it, but it was. I mean, there was such a purity to it, and there oh, was such okay. a. It was very refined to oh, me. Oh, wow. like ballet or something? Yeah, I guess Musicals. you could. Yeah, something like that. But you definitely have to, to check it out, though. Yeah. You, you guys should go see it. <laughs> yeah. Pull it up for me. No, did that just come up, Matt? Because Matt now has an but, Adam. He's got the web. Did you pull up that website? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was I didn't say, just pull up. just came up on your it's phone. It's probably going to on now Instagram. Now we're talking about it. That's probably is exactly that. That always happens on Instagram. Since so you go on Instagram, you're going to start seeing ads for Yeah, but I've heard of some weird stories about it. But it's like every January, it. right? That's interesting. About it being like That's... really strict and like a cult and like something about human rights or something. I don't know. Something so are you talking about like the actors and stuff? Or yeah, the like the people who are okay. in it and the people who are like in charge of it and stuff like that because it is kind of weird like how far me. the reach is if you look yeah. up on twitter like shen yun and there's all these memes and all these things oh about goodness. people like oh my gosh it became like an internet sensation that's overnight crazy. because it was like oh my gosh everyone's like wow I mean, we all thing. know about it yeah. like everyone knows about it all over the world it's like, a it's big 
thing. Yeah, that's it. I had never really thought about it. I just thought it was an innocent... <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, one of those things that are just kind of weird. But You're just like, huh. Silly me for thinking anything is just an innocent thing. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel bad. I ruined, I ruined everything, okay? No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I totally would believe that. I... Uh, I'm so horrible. Oh, God. No, they're going to sue me now. I thought it was fun. I liked it. I don't know. I can totally see what you're saying. I mean, I... There probably is something there. Yeah. It's kind of sinister. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Every time like I do this podcast, I get more inspired. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Because like, we just start talking about these things. I'm like, I want to investigate more. And like, go down the rabbit hole with this totally and that. totally do like investigations. It, it makes me yeah. just like start thinking about all these different things. And I'm like, mm. my brain's just like so happy. You were helping <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like the investigative, and one day we're going to have to do like our own investigation. I've actually been, oh, yeah. for some reason, I don't know why, I started off, I got YouTube TV uh, mm-hmm. maybe like last year or so, and I was, so I was just scrolling through some channels. I've never had cable, mm-hmm. so so this is like my first cable, which <laughs> I highly recommend YouTube TV, but, I, okay. but I'm not going to say anything else unless they start giving me some um, money. money. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I, I just kind of came across this TV show, and it was about this girl, I think her name is... I want to say her name is Natalie Holloway or Holloway or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it was basically her dad. I don't know if the show was still on, but at the time it was on, and he's basically trying to find out what happened to his daughter. So it's like one of those reality TV shows trying yeah. to figure out what happened to his daughter. She's never been found. I think the case is still open. I think yeah. there's still an active investigation going on. Um, but it kind of got me into, I don't, I've never been into like missing persons things. Like, but, it's, I think they call it like uh, nowadays, like the true crime or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I started watching this program and then all of a sudden it just kind of like inspired some interest in like missing persons cases Oh yeah. for some reason. And so like for the past, I don't know, oh, year or so, year and a half. Yeah. I've been like interested in. Sorry. I love that stuff too. I'm do like, you? Oh my okay. Gosh, it's really like. It's really Crazy. interesting, like all like, the missing persons cases and like how it happens. Yeah, it's and, like just it's just normal people. Like, right, exactly. And then I mean, I don't want to say I'm a conspiracy. Some missing persons cases, I missing persons cases may have a mysterious element to it. But I think by and large, their unfortunate circumstances yeah. happen to these people. But it's it's crazy because I've always wondered, you know. I mean, when, there's so many missing people, and how does a missing how how does law enforcement how 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 are missing persons cases handled? How how are the resources being used? Mm-hmm. You know, and how you know, I think we can only expect so much from yeah. law enforcement when it comes to being able to find missing people, yeah. or how they even determine if a person is legitimately missing, the profile of the person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the different things that come into play where it's like if a loved one goes missing well you're kind of at the mercy of okay well you know did this person just voluntarily leave or you know is there foul play right you just never stuff. really yeah you don't know was it just an accident the body can be anywhere oh yeah you fall off the side of the road and you, you have know, no, no clue. one even knows that you fell off the right? road that's the whole thing about it and so it's just kind of like all these missing person cases but the resources aren't really there yeah. to be able to investigate them through and through, you can hire your own private investigator. Especially when very it happens costly. far from home. Right, really exactly. You, really just you just hit your head. head. You just someone finds you, gets your body, and next thing you're disappeared. It's just crazy. Uh, it's there's just a really crazy. cool update on the missing persons topic. They just I was listening to a podcast today. It came out on Tuesday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's called Mile Higher Podcast. I think you oh, might okay. like that one. Okay. It's with this girl named Kendall Ray. She's into missing persons cases a lot. She really? covers that. Okay. And they were talking about on their podcast that there's a, this news that came out pretty much that Google can track your phone. 
It oh, has I think I read something ability. about this. Yeah, but so it doesn't come into play until in like homicide cases or like yeah. Missing, yeah so it's like it's something. been tracking people's data since 2008 or something like that. Yeah. And it's like even if you turn your phone off, even if you disable yeah, it doesn't the GPS, matter. Yeah. no matter what you do, if you have a phone that has navigation on it right. or GPS enabled it's at all, being tracked, yeah. it's going to track it, and right. it's been keeping track of people's data. Right. About this for so 2008, if you had that, and then it's on this big giant like machine thing, and it's mm-hmm. tracking everyone. Absolutely. And I guess it's going to be a help. Though, That's for what some I'm saying. Cold yeah. Cases and not right. And cold cases, but also a lot of cases, because they're going to allow them to access this data. Right. Right. That, yeah, I read some article. I don't know if we're talking about the same article, but I remember the lady had mentioned a specific case, and it was involved. It was a homicide, and mm-hmm. basically they were able to via surveillance, but also the person's phone. Mm-hmm. Get the guy, get the suspect. Oh my gosh. Yeah, determine a suspect, get the guy, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, there's definitely two sides to that coin. I yeah. think there's more bad to it than good. However, yes. I can definitely see it coming in handy. And believe me, the more and more you give up your privacy, yeah. which really there isn't anymore. No, we, like, we're like we in an illusion yeah. of privacy at this point. Right. And so, and so part of the whole thing is, yeah, give you privacy, but... It's for your safety, you know, so yeah. it's a whole big brother thing. Whether or not it's for your safety, that'd be part of the story, but there's a much larger story mm-hmm. to be told. But I can definitely see how it can come in handy, Yeah, you know, for They're definitely, dealing with situations. But even like if that. they say, oh, we're doing it for your safety, oh, we're going to make these precautions on it to make sure it doesn't invade people's personal private security, it's not, not going. They, do don't, they don't need and to tell no you. Way, yeah, they can do it totally. There's, and there's no reason for them to do that. The public like, won't even know. Yeah, that's a, no one's going to know. No one's going to hold you accountable. Why would yeah. you, like, if you're a powerful entity, yeah. you're going to limit your own power? That's not going to happen. That's how power works. <laughs> it, doesn't, it has no limits. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't really listen to that. I fully mm. expect them to be as reckless as yeah. I mean they're providing the technology yeah so wh- what are we gonna do I mean, we're, using you know, it? we're using their technology yeah it's like <laughs> yeah it comes so, at a price but I, I think you, a lot of us are just like kind of eh. yeah, <laughs> at I, this point we're I like, think most people really don't care because you, you just resign yourself to it. what are you gonna do yeah I mean what are you going to do like try to operate without it and it's like okay fine but then at the same time it's and like it's it a works. struggle yeah. it's so convenient and it's so helpful and it's like and that's the whole wow. point that's how it works is that they make it we talked about this before they create a relationship between you and the product to the point mm-hmm. where it becomes a fabric a part of the fabric of your life so to speak. There's this thing they're talking about that cell phones. Have you know how Apple has the Apple bedding out of it? Like yeah. Apple, it's almost like Adam and Eve. Oh and yeah, yeah. Have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. And like the technology insidious. And there's this whole thing about like I heard about this conspiracy theorists talk about. It's called transhumanism, and that like oh, people yeah. Yeah. they want to pretty much make like people into like technological like advancements kind of thing yeah, and so like the phone is like the first machine, thing so you like get a, used yeah. to having it yeah and you get used to like having this machine with you all the time and the next exactly. the next step is something else like yeah um, and it's gonna be so cool that everyone's gonna do it people are gonna implant themselves with microchips and stuff people are gonna want you know <laughs> yeah, we were like, about the microchip yeah. everyone always freaks out about it but people are like oh yeah stick it in my body exactly they don't, i mean like 30 years ago 20 years ago we'd be like oh my goodness it's so funny how things that we, we think we'd be <laughs> so, so scared repulsed of. by yeah we'd be like oh never with that not even like, that the birth they have that type of birth control girls get where they stick yeah. it in their arm it's it literally a stick in your arm exactly that's what i'm saying that's, have you ever seen someone with that I haven't, but I know that that is. People exists. have, like, shown me theirs, and yeah. I feel it, and it's like, oh, It's... I can feel it under the skin, and it's so it's, creepy. It's I'm like, ah! Like, I understand it, like, it's really, really good, and I'm like, cool, but, like, ow. And I feel like that's a tracking device. 
Yeah, this stuff <laughs> is so like somebody's trying to implant their technology in your body. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can say conspiracy oh theories, but these aren't conspiracies. Like these are, yeah. these are things that are actually happening. And the thing, Natalie, is that we have come to accept them because, again, like I talked about before, it's the way that they're packaged. Yeah. It's the way that, like, I guarantee you, I was thinking about this the other day. Most, a lot of people would not drink Starbucks. And no. the coffee, the drink was not in a plastic cup. No. If it was just in a styrofoam cup. Because they can see it through and they think it's all pretty. Precisely. It's all about the packaging. Yeah, it's, it's like if you go, psychological. you can just go to McDonald's and get a paper cup there. Exactly. Yeah, it's so a big, You can go up to the AM, PM. Yeah, you literally. Say, but you want the experience, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's a walking into the, the Starbucks, store. Like yeah, exactly. You're treating yourself. It's like it's the environment. It's a special luxury. experience. Right. And not just a gas station coffee money. or something. It's not just gas station coffee. You're going to a place. It, it may be, it you know, be a gas station coffee prettier looking than a gas station. That's the whole thing. And the coffee <laughs> that they use is not really, you know, it's like what third grade or whatnot coffee. It's not even, yeah. you know, premier coffee. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's It's... It's all in the packaging. Yeah. And that's how these things are going to happen mm-hmm. is things that were like, oh, that'll never happen. It's going to happen and you're going to be okay with it because yeah. of the fact it's going to be packaged in a certain way yeah. that's going to seem familiar. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, why not? And then the logic will be there. The language will be there. The platform will be there. The political aspect will be there. Mm-hmm. The social aspect. All that will come together to make it the perfect solution. It's and a pretty bow. Right like, oh. Yeah. And you just forget about the rest. And there was this really funny YouTube video that, so pretty much a lot of people do believe that this is true, you know, and most people don't believe that it's not true. And it was this guy doing like a social experiment, I guess, more like a prank where he had this fan and he was outside the street, like in LA or something. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, come here to these random people passing by. And he said, I need you to get in the car. Like, um, I'm doing this experiment and like they've implanted you with like um, technology. I need to get out of you. And he opens the car door, and it looks like men in black in there. It looks like a legitimate setup. So he gets this, like, people, and he hooks them up to this thing, and he, like, talks to them through it, and they're, like, talking, like, how do you know? He's like, I've been tracking you with the technology. or trying to get the technology out of people. So wow. want me to get out of you or not? And they say, sure. And they do this thing where they stick this, like, cup over it, and they kind of pull something out of them, and it looks like they're actually pulling it out of their skin the way they make the Is suction. it like in The Matrix or some, something? Like it's a, just a YouTube video. It's just, like, regular people. Oh, you're like, have you seen the movie The Matrix? Oh, no, I yeah. haven't. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I guess it is if it's... <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. But, like, um, they pull crazy. it out of the person, and... It looks like all it's coming the, out of their skin. Yeah, and yeah. all the people believe it. They're oh just all like, oh, my God. Like, I knew that. And they'll, like, explain why they knew that, and, like, That's how crazy. they knew, and, like, what's been going on with their life, and, like... <laughs> that is... It's a trip. Wow. It's on YouTube. It's like, just look up, like, implantation prank or something like that. that yeah, I'll check up. that out. Oh, that's a trip. But, like, most people believe that it's true, so they're just like, okay. But it probably is true. I mean, it's I, I think... respect, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's probably data centers that can tell you everything about your life from maybe even the time you Like, why not? Yeah. Why not? It's like the Truman Show. Have you seen that movie, The Truman Show? Do you know Jim Carrey? See, I can remember the generation gap. Okay, so... <laughs> Because I say things sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and I gotta like, remember. Yeah, like just goes past me, like. Oh. Right, exactly. Okay, so do you know the? There's an actor. His name is Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know Jim Carrey. Okay, but well, no, I wouldn't even expect you to. Really? I, I yeah, I legit would not even expect you because he was like more like '90s and maybe yeah. like early 2000s. Or I feel like most dads his, make their kids watch that movie. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Those so Jim, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jim Carrey was in a movie called The Truman Show, um, which I think came out actually like in the '90s. So it was a big blockbuster hit. And basically the whole 
If you haven't seen it, I don't really want to tell you then. Mm. Um, but it kind of ties. You could spoil. I like spoilers. I don't care. Yeah, but I, I feel Does like it's really irresponsible spoil? for me to even give you the spoiler. But I think you probably catch on, catch on, probably you know to what's happening anyway. Oh, it's a big spoiler. But it's in the nineties. What are you I know, but no, check it out if you have Netflix or whatever. Check out the Truman okay. Show. But I think it ties into kind of like what you're saying here because the whole movie basically gets into the facade, the you know, the, the fiction. The everything is, um, well, well, even beyond that, really, it, it gets into kind of what I just said, where yeah. I think there are data centers or people who know everything about your life from start to finish. Yeah. Um, but Ooh. check out that movie, and that'll you kind of see maybe why I said that. I want to say something, and it's kind sure. of scary. So I have a source. I don't want to say who it is because I don't want to give away their name, and that sounds really scary. Who's the source? I no. can't tell you. <laughs> But there's someone who are in the mil- who are in the military. And I'm not sure they want me sharing this, but I'm just gonna say it. Oh, the military has a lot of. I've heard some very juicy stuff from. Yeah, yeah hopefully they're military related. Stuff. But they were saying like pretty much they are pretty sure either that they know or they're pretty sure something along those lines that um, they've had the technology like satellites pretty much oh, that yeah. they can and they can pretty much zoom in on anyone through yeah. walls. Oh, yeah, girl, yeah. And they like anyone they want to like, and different countries look at yes. us too. And that, like, we always think, like, there's this, like, kind of divide between the countries, but there's really not. No, there isn't. I've never bought that phone one second. There. Yeah. There's only one. Yeah. Yeah. And that all the satellites, pretty much, are just, like, the whole Big Brother thing that is actually, like, real. And that you can be, like, in your house taking a shower, and, like, the satellite can see through and see you. Oh, and, like, without a doubt. I, yeah. I definitely think that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, yeah, but that's really, like, probably the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's yeah. really weird stuff that... You know, and you look at the things that are happening right now with people who are formerly and, you know, who are army veterans or whatnot, Mm -hmm. and them shooting up places and shooting up people and things like that. I definitely think there's something, I don't know if it's full conspiracy, it could simply be, Mm -hmm. these are people who have, you know, to me, honestly, you know, when when it comes to the military, the military essentially has to, it has to create, it has to recreate you. So, you know, me being a Christian, I, you know, I believe in, in how human beings were created. I don't believe that. The, mili- the military has to sort of recreate you in a way that God didn't really design people to no. be. God didn't design man to kill man. Or yeah. God didn't design all these things that the military has to create you to be. Yeah. So what happens is, you know, you get back into society and you have to, if, if without people there to really reprogram you mm-hmm. again, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know what that could be for yeah. that individual to get them readjusted, reacclimated mm-hmm. to life. And so there may be some issues there with they're not readjusting. I don't think you can fully... Right. But even so, I mean, people have argued, you know, that some of these people who have, you know, backgrounds in the military, mm-hmm. they're doing all these violent crimes, that they're actually being, like, mind controlled. These oh, are people yeah. that have been, you know, through some form of electroshock therapy or some something or, or you know, Different, something like, happening with their minds, experimentations. They have actually been, like, programmed to commit these crimes. Like, yeah. not just, it's like a byproduct or it's oh an aftereffect, but they're being yeah. actively programmed to go out and... Yeah. Do crazy stuff, yeah. I remember in my AP psych class, we watched about hypnosis, whether or not it was real or not. And there right. was like this documentary we watched in that class about, this was in high school, mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And they were talking about, there was this video they showed us where like they tested tons of people about their hypnosis abilities. And they did like this kind of thing where they could see inside their body mm-hmm. and see what was going on in their body. See if they mm-hmm. were actually reaching that state of hypnosis or not. And there was this one guy and he was really really capable of being hypnotized. Mm-hmm. He was so capable of him being hypnotized that when they put him in an ice cold thing of water, they told him that they hypnotized him to think that he was warm and he his body, like the body scan showed that he was warm. Wow. 
So they actually hypnotized they him. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Rule over the mind like that. So they hypnotized him to when they hear this word, go to this person like a super like specific thing. Exactly. Go to this. Pe- go go to this guy, mm-hmm. grab the gun, and mm-hmm. shoot this guy. Exactly. And like he was about it, he did it, but there was exactly. no bullet. Right. But he would have killed somebody. Well, yeah. Have you, and have you seen that movie? Um, Get Out? You've seen Get Out? Yeah. we talked about Get Out. You know right? what I just found about a Get Out? That the main actor in it, I don't mm-hmm. know his name, but he was an actor in this TV show I used to watch. It was a British teenage TV show called Skins. And I was, I loved that show. And I was like, oh my God, he's from That's that show. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's British. Uh, yeah, he is British. I didn't know about the TV show thing, but yeah, he is British. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he totally is. But if you, if you think about the whole scene with the whole teacup. Mm-hmm. You know, and her, you know, with the spoon kind of making that chime noise against the teacup. And oh, yeah. whenever she would do that, he would have a reaction. So in this case, he would go into a, basically, he would go limp. Yeah. Like, you know, remember, remember, like, at the end, towards in the movie where he's realizing what's going on. Like, these people aren't who, you know, they're, they say that they are. Yeah. They're presenting themselves to be. He's trapped. He's about something bad about to happen. He tries to run out the door and she does the whole teacup thing. And he just goes limp. You know, that type of stuff is definitely what I think happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think there are certain triggers or whatnot where people yeah. have actually, like you said, because he was basically, I mean, he was, he had been hypnotized. Yeah. I mean, in, in some sense. And so that's kind of what happens is people somehow, you know, they, they, I think hypnosis, you have to allow the hypnosis to happen. Yeah, you have to be open. I don't think somebody can just hypnotize you, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of what happens. You on the chair. I'm hypnotizing. <laughs> I think that you would just like not, right. you have to like, it's kind of like meditation where you, you have, have to, to like allow... have that ability to let go. That's the thing about it. And that's what I think is happening. It's kind of like a get out thing. It's kind of like the whole example you brought right yeah. up a second ago where that's not just people who are doing these violent crimes, but I think this is a lot of the, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a lot of. American consumers, the American public, they're yeah. also under some hypnosis. Consumerism is a type of hypnosis. Yeah, it really is. You don't really think about that, but that's a type of mind control. What you yeah. desire is a type of mind control. It really is. That like you go to, buy it is a type of mind control. To a very big it. extent. And yeah. like, we don't think about it. I was watching this video today of this, like, this Instagrammer guy, and he's like, I'm not going to say his name, I forget it anyway. Okay. But anyway, I don't really <laughs> want to plug him. He's already famous. Okay. He's like one of those influencers who's like, um, I don't I hate the word influencer. Sorry. <laughs> he actually, like, he a motivational speaker I guess you could say he okay. has his own business and stuff and he yeah. like pretty much gives like these good messages motivational mm-hmm. but one of the things he was talking about was like oh like uh, people buying things because of insecurity because of this because of that and like to fulfill these emotional needs mm-hmm. but this person was commenting like you're totally like bypassing the whole thing of like the consumerism and like mm-hmm. that we're being brainwashed it's, it's no different than any any other type of brainwash to be honest. It's just it's it just looks different. It's just subtle it's too. Your money so. that's the you know yeah. It's how you're transacting it. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean yeah. What's the difference? I don't see it, see a big difference. Commercials, commercials. I mean, there's got to be psychologists to do these commercials. Oh, there's got to yeah. be psychologists to run Starbucks. I mean. Anything that's a big. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Someone just told me like there's people, marketing companies will hire anthropologists, and I can make a lot of money off of that. And I'm just like. Think about why they hire people from these different backgrounds. They know how to get people to operate. They know how to get people to move. They know how to get people to act. Yeah. That's very powerful. Not saying yeah. Not saying that people are by nature sheep, but what happens is they allow themselves to become passive. Yeah, not even that. Is that like we're more basic than we seem? Like everyone wants certain things, right? And as long as you know what people want, like uh, we we want to talk about interpersonal communication next time. But like part of that is getting people to do what you want, sort of in a way. And 
pretty much if you give them something, like even like, oh, I appreciate it. They'll want it, and I even know that, but I still love hearing it. And I'm like, they'll do that to me, I'm like, ah, thanks. Like my boss used to always do that to me, like, I really appreciate it, and I'd be like, Mm, yay, I'll keep working for you forever. I don't care. Like you're so nice. Like yeah, it's like yeah. it's like you don't think it works, but when you do it, you see it really works. <laughs> like yeah, and it's like people are much more simpler. We are much more some people as if I'm not a people. Yeah. But <laughs> we are like much basic, more simpler like, than we think we are. We have certain motivations and wants and needs and desires. Right, and that's what power does. It just taps into what we're already we know that people want. Yeah. You know that minois. We know that women want, or at least we've been, they've been constructed to want, yeah. you know? And so, and then they just, they, and like I, I've said before, and actually a professor of mine here years ago said, you know, our, this culture creates your desires and then fulfills them. And that's mm-hmm. so true. Um, the idea that even desire, what you would want, would be something that would be created for you. Yeah. And you said, that's, that's what gives power all its powers. It tells you what you want. And then you accept that. Yeah. And then it's saying, okay, now I'm going to give you what I told you, you want. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's how it works. Yeah, I've had this big like dilemma within myself. Like when I graduated, graduating high school and then going into college, and just like this thing of like, am I doing like this big question of, am I doing this because I want to or because <coughs> others want me to? And I had this big thing, and right, so right, right. I just started like that's why actually why I chose my major. It was like one of the first majors alphabetically mm-hmm. on the <laughs> roster. And I was, Are like, you serious? I was literally just like, okay, I'm gonna choose one that I want to do. Okay, okay. That like. Because I have been telling everyone English because I was like safe and I, everyone knew I like writing. English. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm just gonna do English and then went get off my back and I was like, didn't have to say it and explain myself anymore. Right. I didn't have to hear anyone's <laughs> opinions and when right. I said I was undecided. Right. Well, you should do that. Right, right, right. Where are you gonna do that? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So I, t- I figured out I was looking anthropology. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool, I'm gonna do that. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Ireland because I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I just did right, that. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do that because I, I wanted to separate myself from my family and, like, the mm-hmm. world I grew up in and the little town and everything mm-hmm. and be like, what mm-hmm. do I want? And even then, I couldn't really see that far outside mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of was just like, well, maybe, you know. Like, I was living in a little village for one point, and I was like, this is nice. All the kids know each other. They all take care of each other. The schools were next to the ocean. They play on the beach for recess. And, like, everyone knows each other. And, like, everyone's so friendly. And, like, they take care of each other. And I was like, this is nice. Like, I never thought about this kind of lifestyle before. And it's just, like, we really criticize, like, simple things. Like, maybe sometimes people are satisfied with simple things. Or maybe, like, they, maybe they are also, they have a value in it. We act like in our, like, in America, at least, we act like, there's no value to things that are simple. Simple, right. I mean, as just true. simple little joys and treasures. Right. And, like, we right. don't act like... We take all the value off of that. We mm-hmm. put all the pressure and importance on, like, material things and also, like, achievements. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, That's those true. are cool. Achievement's the big one, yeah. It's, like, yeah, those are cool, but it's, mm-hmm. like, you... It's, like, there's more to life than just that, even. Why can't we just be satisfied or happy with, like, simple sort of things? Because then capitalism would not work. Yeah, that's I mean, it's true. All, honestly, that's boils very, down to capitalism. very, very true. Yeah, that's what it all boils down to. Is what are the ideas that this is, culture can keep telling you yeah. to keep capitalism going? Even achievement yeah. is still a capitalistic idea. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The notion of that is what we've made it mean is it's it's foreign. So this is totally an American thing in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm. Maybe even I don't know if you want to say contemporary, modern. This is 
not the way that the world has always worked. I think we look at America and we're like, okay, well, everybody across every culture, across space and time has always had these values that we have. Yeah, we do. It's not true. Yeah. You they're know, so achievement is not a big deal for. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of like, when you go to therapy, there's just the sheet you fill out and then there's your chart and it tells you, it asks you to fill out like, are you reaching your goals? And like, mm -hmm. are you kind of like, how, how have you reached your goals kind of mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. I forget the exact wording of it, but kind of like, yeah, like, mm -hmm. are you reaching these goals? Like, it's right. constantly, are you reaching these goals? Like, right. maybe someone's goal isn't what is typically I thought of. I thought you said, exactly, exactly, there you go. Like, for your mm -hmm. organization, for mm -hmm. instance, mm -hmm. you have a goal that mm -hmm. you want to bring community together. Mm -hmm. Does that essentially bring a bunch of money and is that seen as an achievement by many people exactly you probably have to deal with a lot of people not understanding it but then <laughs> a lot of people who get it are like wow and mm -hmm. it's achievement in that way exactly but it's like but it's so it's so different boring. exactly yeah. in the way that we've been taught and you are i think that you hit the nail like right on the head and that's a really good example because i even when i first started the poetry organization I had certain ideas of what i thought it meant to be successful as an organization and i felt that I'm being a failure if these certain things don't happen. But one thing that I kept losing sight of was that, just what you're saying, is that I'm trying to fit something that's my passion like into a capitalistic box. Yeah. So I'm letting that define what this should mean to me. Mm -hmm. I'm letting this capitalism define the importance of this, of what I'm doing, of the organization. Because yeah. like you said, if I don't have this, if I don't have that, and that's- a, Money, a, fame, what else? Yeah, if I don't have a thousand people show up or if I don't have all these types of things, then... Are everyone just saying, oh, wow, that's so amazing. Can right. I and to me, it's been a very humble thing. And I think if I were to say what's successful about it is that I've endured and I've continued going on <laughs> That is successful. It. To me, that's successful. To me, successful is... Every single event is successful because yeah. it's achieved the purpose. We've always had at least one person come out, you yeah. know, to every event. Yeah. Um, and so... That to me is successful. What's successful to me is the character that mm -hmm. it builds in you. You know, yeah. it's it's the character that's being demonstrated. But yeah. we don't think of it that way. You know, yes. we don't think of anything successful being something that's coming from us. Like it derives from within or it's being molded within or it's being built within. It's always an external thing. Yeah. And I feel really, and I know people mean well because people have tried to hold me to those standards in some regard. And I know people mean well because people yeah. have been taught and programmed this way. They don't even know. They, yeah. they really don't even know. I've been, yeah, growing up right. now, looking back, I'm like, wow. <laughs> but I feel bad for people who are pressured. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And who are pressured, like, you have to do this. Thankfully for me, Mom, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, maybe, you know, guys, Women it's a little have bit harder. More, but I think we have a lot more liberty. Yeah, because you can be like a homemaker this. and it's fine, you right. know, and that's a simple thing you enjoy. It's like, no, it's not can, really simple, it's hard, but <laughs> no, it's a simple exactly, thing you enjoy. Work. It's more like simple life, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like people will, oh, okay, you're a poetry, as opposed to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know if, if guys would be different where, well, when are you going to get a job? When are you going to do that? I don't, I don't know. If it's, it's, guys it's are like, different. we literally live in this kind of thing still but who knows? Like guys are the provider if in right. heterosexual relationships at least sure. and even like in non-hetero mm -hmm. relationships like i see like we try to push that on them too like who's yeah. the woman who's the guy they become very um, <laughs> yeah that becomes a standard yeah it is, it's like is, so is, weird sure. we live mm -hmm. like this it's a trip and i'm very thankful that you know 
in those situations where that pressure really is not there yeah. to do, you know, to, to live that blueprint. Yeah. I know a lot of people who do, but, but a lot isn't of people there's who a, regret it. But are, isn't this so still... And a lot of people who are, who are happy, yeah. Yeah, but isn't, do you feel this too, like, there's still this kind of, like, twinge inside of you, like... I didn't do this by this age and this age and this age. Yes, girl, yes, all the time. I have I have to have like these breakdown moments with my mom where I'm like, Mom, oh, look, you know, I'm this age and I didn't do this and these are my goals and da da da. And at the same time, deep down inside, I have the sense of peace. Like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing it. We're not supposed to be doing it. How I'm supposed to be doing it. Um, but I do have, yes, I do. Like I feel like, okay, it seems like just yesterday I was 21. You know, same. and so. Yeah, maybe in my mid 30s now. It's like, wow, since like just yesterday, I was just like, I can remember high school yeah. graduation, 17, 18 years old, da 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 da. And am I where I thought I was going to be? Where I can tell you, when I was 17, 18, you know, I had my little, oh, I want to be an actress. You know, my little yeah. immature things, right? But if I really were to sit down and be like, what do I want to be? Like, if I could strip everything away and talk to the most genuine part of me at that age, to be honest, it would be doing what I'm doing right now, is mm. which is just being an artist. Yeah. You know, um, that's actually what I, I think my first aspiration was to be a professor, because I come from, mm. I think I took before a family of educators, so I, okay. I was like, oh, I want to be a teacher. But in my own right, I kind of do that in some way. Yeah. So to be honest, you know, like I, I think I told you before, is me doing what I'm doing now is my dream. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, is, oh, but you don't have this, you don't have that. Yeah. That's not my dream. My dream was to simply be a poet. It was yeah. simply be a writer. or simply to be an artist. It, I didn't want to be bogged down with yeah. all this other stuff. And that's what I am doing. Yeah. So I'm doing what I wanted to do when I was graduating from high school, sitting in Memorial Auditorium, watching everybody walk across the stage, 2001. That's what really I wanted to do at that time is exactly what I'm doing. Now, it doesn't look the way I thought it would look. Yeah. See, that's different. Yeah. Right? Because I wasn't thinking. I wasn't mature. Mm -mm. So, it didn't look... It's not looking the way that I thought it would look. However, I think it's even better. Than you thought it would. <laughs> it's even better because think about it. I mean, okay, so you have... And I'll just use fame and money as an example since, you know, in our culture, that seems to be the aspiration. But then what? Right? Yeah, really. So, you have... I have to know where this story... I don't want to say where it ends, but I have to know where it goes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, by the time I leave this earth, okay, money, this, but can I take any of that with me? The only thing I can take with me, I believe, into the hereafter is just other people. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's going to be your guarantee in the afterlife is mm -hmm. there are going to be other people there. If, if you're alone, that's probably not a good situation. But, <laughs> what <laughs> but about your other pets? I know, huh? I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be animals, too. I, I mean, I look at Genesis. In Genesis, you know, there were animals, you know. Genesis 1, 2, I think God's perfect vision for the world. I mean, they're animals. They're animals and they were people. And God told Adam to make more people. I mean, it's it's a people thing. It's a community thing. And so, to me, that's the only thing I really bank on is what's already been set forth for me as this is the example of success. And so, it's people. So, that's... That's the only thing I can take. So all this other stuff, you know, in the hereafter, none of that's going to, I don't, I don't say it's going to matter, but there is not, everything's going to be transparent. Everything's going to be laid fully there. There isn't going to be, oh my goodness, like Rihanna. It's, it's, it's <laughs> if wherever Rihanna chooses to go in life, you know, but yeah. I mean, that, that's not, all that stuff, so it's so vastly different yeah. than what we're thinking about now. 
Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, Natalie? Mm -hmm. And so that's the stuff that I want to focus on is what is, what has eternal value? Yeah. Relationships have eternal value. Yeah, when you die. This <laughs> is really dramatic, but like, you know, like, you know, people cares? say. Okay, you had a nice, you had 10 nice cars. People on the Those deathbed cars are like, staying will here. tell their regrets and always say like, I wish I was more present. And exactly. Like, they never talk about, oh, wish that they had had. It's always, they didn't forgive somebody. Oh, it's always, they wish they had gotten to know their kids better. It's, it's yeah. always about other people. It's rarely yeah. about all the superficial stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about it. It's like, I never want to have any regrets. Um, it's always about building relationships with people. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Interpersonal communication, like you said, we'll get to that next week, but that's probably. But that, we're talking about people, so it's going exactly. straight to me, that's, into that's just our what it next is. podcast. I there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. And what time is it? Two. Oh, yeah. I have a the breathe thing. My my oh. uh, watch said breathe. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh. deep breathing can help you relax. Okay, well I'm very relaxed. Uh, <laughs> Apple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's about what two forty three. Oh my goodness, two forty five. Okay. Yeah, we've been talking. This is good though. This is like right. See, Teresa, you missed out, girl. I mean, hey, you know, this was some good she, conversation. Hey, yeah, you could have been here and thrown up in the corner, you know. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Rough and dirt in it, whatever they say. <laughs> I'm happy you're getting rest. Okay, so I am too. get well, girl. We love you. <laughs> we will. Yes, we will see you. Not see. You will hear yes. us. We will. We won't hear you. God, what's going on? We will talk to you later. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is hilarious. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to y'all later. Yes, there we go. I'll just say we'll talk to you later. Yes, I'm on talk. Talk to you later. She's, she's talking. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye.